You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Monster Deface and Michael Pan. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. We're Tesla on the Fortnite Podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys good? Yeah, yes, ready. Sir. Let's go. <clears throat> what up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your boy here, Monster Deface, coming in hot with today's episode. Um, as you guys may tell from the title, which I don't know what it is yet, previous to recording, it's going to be something crazy, something clickbaity, but we promise you, there's a lot going on in the scene, and we're going to have some fun talking about these topics. We have my boy, Life with Panda, jumping back on the mic, and of course, SMG as well, but Panda, the floor is yours, my man. How was your week? Hey, man, it's been good. It's been really good. Obviously, it's not, it's not been uh, crazy like it has been for some of these other people we're going to talk about today, but... <laughs> It's definitely been a good week. I'm getting the studio together, final pieces. Um, I got the final part of, of my entire studio ordered. I paid for it today. So it should be here in time for early to mid next week, meaning that the content will start flowing here shortly. Love that. Love that. And, and SMG, what's up, baby? Thanks for filling in while I was gone. You know, you guys held it down. That was an awesome episode, brother. Hey, thank you. I think I do a pretty good Monster D face. Little F impression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never going to forget that. When I, I put the, the F in capitalized letters, Monster sent me a message. He's like, hey, j- just so you know, it's, it's a lowercase F. Dude, you know, you, you got <laughs> to stand up. Take, take my little battles where I can. That, that's one of the ones I got to stand on right there. You know, spell the name right. This is, this is all a part of the business. Um, yeah, listen, what, what a week we've kind of landed ourselves on here. Um, it, it would have otherwise been, I guess, a pretty chill, feels good episode. We have a lot of cool stuff that's kind of coming to the scene. We have Fortnite uptrending and, you know, with, with the recent um, adjustments and things they're making and lead up to the comp season. But I guess we want to kind of address this big topic in the room of TNG versus TNA, two separate esports entities and organizations, both of which... You ask me, and just for a little history on the folks listening in, are relatively new to the space, right, guys? Oh Yeah, yeah. Th- this is one thing I will say, right? Like, all of this kind of broke within the last 48 hours. So we're going to give you kind of like a timeline of, of everything as it hits the fan. But in reality, this is all very, very new and still developing. So expect more information to come next week after we're done with this one. Yeah, for sure. And let's just talk a little bit about the histories, I guess, of TNA and TNG. Um, I'll begin with TNA because TNA, I would say, is probably the more seasoned esports team in this conversation. They've been around a bit earlier, right? Entered into the space roughly, I think, just about a year ago. Um, it's owned by owners uh, Kirsch and Joquin. And then there's another person that's name is uh, slipping here. But essentially, these guys have had a successful track record and history within the Fortnite space um not without their own you know trials and tribulations right with players and and all that kind of good stuff but for what it's worth they're a stand-up organization they're a team that's well known and respected in this space and their Fortnite roster boasts of one of the legends muzz himself which you guys have heard us talk about time and time again and muzz is in this conversation too we'll talk about how he plays a role in this in just a little bit um do any of you guys want to take the floor on TNG here? Or I, I can spitball about them too if you guys like. Now we have a lot of acronyms being thrown around. <laughs> We're just going to name these orgs out. True North Gaming and Team New Age. There we go. All right, so True North Gaming is an organization that stepped in the scene, I would say, 
probably about six months to a year after the new age TNA joined the scene. And uh, they, they did what every org seems to try to do in Fortnite. They drop in with a splash. They get a big roster. It looks solid. It looks like it has promise. Um, but this is one of those orgs that seem to, to stick around, right? They did a really good job of uh, maintaining players. They did a good job of creating uh, somewhat of content. I don't want to say it's like as strong as like a, like a TNA content friend, but um, they, they've done a good job of, of staying out of, out of the limelight for bad things. Uh, so that's kind of been them in comparison to TNA. Obviously, TNA, definitely a seasoned roster. They have great players. They have a, a house, like all that stuff like you talked about. So it's a bit of a different dynamic, but still a pretty effective dynamic so far for this org. Yeah, definitely. And and again, we're talking about people that have, like you said, jumped into this space and made a splash. And, you know, if if you're doing that and you're, you've been here for a while, which honestly, guys, being in this esports space, especially Fortnite for over a year, <laughs> you're, you're up there. You're in the top one or maybe 0-1 percentile of teams that even made it that far. It comes with a level mm -hmm. of credibility and I guess respect, right? Earned respect from your, your length and your, your history and time in the space. So up until that point, you're probably trusted, right? Uh, a known entity trusted within the space. And that kind of is what leads us into what created the issues between those two teams. And this is why Panda brought up another organization called the Cartel Esports. But I, I don't know if they fully tie in just yet, but let, let's talk about the drama right now. Why is it that Team New Age and uh, True North Gaming have issues right now? It, this has to do with some big money old between the two. A money that for some probably you know, life-changing money. We're talking half a million dollars. Yeah. $500,000 from Team New Age was giving to the CEO of True North Gaming because he runs other businesses, right? You got to fund your businesses from somewhere. And what he runs is basically his own little private crypto exchange. He can take your crypto and your, uh, your, your, your funds and turn that into real-life cash at low rates. That's kind of where his money, his bread and butter comes from. And Kirsch gave this man half a million dollars. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of disappeared or something. Something, something. something happened there in the mix. Yes, so from my understanding, it is still on the way, or at least that's what TNG Crypto is saying. The, the money will come, and that's why he posted on Twitter um why don't we go ahead i'll read what he posted that way we can give the audience some idea of background of exactly what's going on so last last night he goes one of my companies owes tna kirsch four hundred and fifty thousand dollars over a month ago kirsch opened up a transaction with one of my companies to sell some erythrum for four for five hundred thousand dollars unfortunately due to some unforeseen circumstances we've been unable to pay kirsch the money we owe him as a gesture, hold on, thread continues, <laughs> of good just, faith. Just to, just to clarify real quick, it's, it's Ethereum. Oh, For Ethereum, those that might sorry. get confused at home, <laughs> it is the cryptocurrency known as Ethereum. Ugh. Take it away, Gun. Not, not fully versed, but he said, we sent $50,000 while we worked out some internal issues. Thankfully, my company has been able to raise $2 million with, of funding. With a legitimate businessman here in Canada, part of this funding will be used to reimburse Kirsch. And he goes on to say that he was supposed to have it by February 
fourth. That didn't happen, but once the funding comes through, he plans to pay him. That's essentially the TLDR. He goes on to continue to type it out, and I don't know why you're just fully, in my opinion, putting all this out on the internet for the public. Between me and somebody else, that's their business, but hey, that's how no, crypto I, decided to do this. I could talk about that, right? So, like, and this is because I had conversations with uh, both Kirsch and Kirsch via just Twitter DMs, but Crypto, who who calls me up, he, he's the CEO of True North Gaming, guys. His name is also Crypto. So, sorry if this can be a little confusing, but um, yeah, he we, we talked, right? He said the reason he wanted to get in front of this, the reason he felt like he had to bite the bullet uh, publicly is because Kirsch was putting pressure. And Kirsch, rightfully so, right? Kirsch was tweeting out things like, oh, some of these top orgs you guys respect and know are going to come crumbling down, right? And he's he was basically threatening crypto that, dude, I'll out you, right? Like, And I'm going to out you. Like, We're, we're going to talk about this. This has to be addressed. Like, I want my money. Um, and we're going to make it very public that if you don't pay me, you're, you're a scammer, right? And we're, we're probably going to seek legal action. That's what I had to assume. Um, so, so that was why crypto was like, Wait a second. Before this gets blown out of proportion, before the narrative gets thrown out there and it's all skewed, I mean, isn't that kind of the one of the first uh, parts of the warfare? Is you, you know you want to shape the narrative, right? Anyone guilty at yeah. least will. Uh, at least that's what they say in uh, the police, right? The, you know the the criminals always like, no, no, no. Here's what happened. Um, not that I'm calling him guilty just yet because he has time, right? About a week's time to pay up. But you know that that's kind of what happens right you want to get in front of it get get control of the narrative and that's that's what the forward-facing story is but i mean kirsch wasn't really buying it looking from the uh will we call them passive aggressive or will these like outright aggressive comments uh this is what i'll say i'm here to break down the facts for a second <laughs> um <laughs> the, it's like we talked about it starts with uh crypto more or less uh announcing that all this happened right and while we um while we've like like monster had the opportunity to talk to crypto a little bit more in depth like we don't know the full side from Kirsch's side we're obviously he's more than welcome to to come talk about it with us but uh from there it, it changes into Kirsch now responding to what's going on right because now he has to be in response mode for all this because all of it's now public and he has to be like kind of reacting as oh wow this is a weird way to bring it public and and then um, it actually turns into something else. So Twitter, obviously the investigators that they are, all the all the followers on Twitter, they ended up finding issues where TNG Crypto had like money held up with a bank in the past, like like something not necessarily exactly similar, but eerily similar in the sense that large amounts of money were supposed to be distributed for something and it was held up by banks, right? is essentially what happened in the past. So all this is happening again within 24 hours. And then today, TNG Crypto announces that he's expanding uh, the TNG lineup into new games, and they're in quote-unquote rebuild mode, meaning that the Fortnite roster that they had, it looks like most of them disbanded. They're not, like, with them anymore. And, and they're not so, re-signing, right? Or they're not re-signing. Like, there's, there's some more story to that. Uh, and then... Now he announces that he's going into new games. Well, naturally, <laughs> everybody at TNA, especially Kirsch, right, are are like, well, why are you focusing on going into new games if you're not paying me, right? So when you, when the, you owe him half a million yeah. dollars, how dare you tweet you're expanding? Where's my money? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how like, it literally, feels. you have like TNA Joquin go, the thought of expanding into other games shouldn't cross your mind or ever uh, ever be typed out when you owe someone $500,000 and haven't received the funding. You're awaiting. And, uh, and obviously, Crypto responds saying, so you're saying that because I'm going through some struggles with one of my businesses, uh, that it should roll over and let other businesses die. And he's like, I don't get this logic, which in reality does make sense, right? The, obviously, he does owe Kirsch money, but it's not TNG, if that makes sense, that owes Kirsch money. It's a, a separate business. So, and he also goes on to state that, yes, he's going to get paid. It's going to happen. And then, of course, you know, you got people like Muzz getting involved as well, saying maybe fun Kirsch's uh, 500K. And then Crypto, of course, is going to respond, right? He goes, I literally addressed that in my last tweet or in my tweet last night. You actually read it. This tweet also clearly says we are waiting on the funding to arrive. What's your issue? Kirsch is going to get paid within a week and you're going to be looking silly. Muzz says ratio, naturally. <laughs> and then Crypto, the crypto responds, <laughs> dropped by Duke and actually ratios Muzz because, you know, Twitter. Um, and then, of course, now this response gets some more people upset. Uh, I don't see it actually anymore. He may have deleted it, but it looked like Kirsch, uh, Kirsch responded for a moment saying, why are you bullying a 16-year-old kid on my team and you haven't even paid me? Um, Joe Quinn responded as well saying, your org is about to crumble. I would suggest not getting into internet beef with a 16-year-old as a fully grown man. Your time is better spent elsewhere. Like they are, They are really going at it right now. Oh, the Twitter beef is happening and it's these people's business happening out in public, which is mm -hmm. an interesting way to deal with it. But I guess, you know, if payment was due on the fourth, allegedly, and was supposed to be paid earlier, do you do you really have any other way to pressure somebody other than to publicly pressure them to try and get your money? Like, let's not pretend five hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot of money. And personally, I'd be feeling a certain type of way if someone owed me that much money. Now, it may happen, it may come, but obviously it looks like the payment terms have not been exactly clear or transparent. I don't know the exact details of that, but it's interesting to see these public figures, especially owners and CEOs, CTOs, or I forget what uh, Joe Quinn's official title is, but airing all of this on Twitter, it's an interesting space to do it, especially because they're supposed to be leading these organizations. Um, I personally hold people that are supposed to be leading and guiding children within the Fortnite space to a higher standard than this. Uh, sometimes things happen and I understand you got to do what you got to do, but man, this is like, overall, this is just not a good look from the TNG side your owner and CEO owes another owner and founder of an organization $500,000. And then just airing all of this is it doesn't look good for the scene. And that's on top of some other things that happened with the cartel earlier today. So this is all just exploding and orgs in Fortnite are once again, not being shed a positive light. I mean, and that's to, to play devil's advocate though. Uh, I, I want to say that, you know what? Crypto getting in front of this, uh, this bullet, if you will, and 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 just addressing it and letting you know airing the dirty laundry, as people like to say, um, you know, is is a good thing for him. I think this is gonna work well for him on a 
just I'm thinking about this from a tactical uh, strategic level. Like if he pays off all this money, if he's good for his word, that's a great sign. That's going to give him a lot of credibility. The next person that wants to give him a million dollars, well, guess what? He's got proof, public proof that he paid the last guy off. So I think this is going to work in his favor more than damage him or tarnish any kind of reputation he might be building in the space, even as an industry leader or a leader in our our community, right? So I do I do want to talk about the benefits here because it's not all, I don't think it's all so bad. Yeah, I think um, there, there are definitely pros and cons to everything, right? I think the the approach from TNA is a little, like, like I definitely understand, right? Rightfully so. You're upset. You're like like Kirsch and, and, and company. They're upset that the money is missing and, and that they haven't been paid the $500,000. I'd be upset too, right? But this is your brand, right? Like, it's, I, I get that, like, TNA Kirsch is, like, his Twitter but that's still a brand and that's still a part of a bigger message. If you're going to to post that stuff, because realistically crypto posted it first, right? But posted it in a very professional way so that he couldn't be pressured by Kirsch. And I just don't think Kirsch is happy that now he doesn't have that, that leverage publicly. Yeah. And, um, and that's why we're seeing the responses the way they are. But it also looks like um, this isn't all of the stuff going on. So it, if, uh, all of what else I read throughout the day is correct. Like it, some, somehow it's involved with other organizations stepping in or like other organizations being involved and, and trying to, to what be connected with TNG. Tell like what's going on there. So there, there's that other organization that we're talking about. This is the cartel esports that, you know, on a surface level, right out the gate, we, it just looked like it was another Fortnite org shutting down operations about a month into their recent expansion. Now, I will say before, you know, I started dropping my two feels and thoughts on, on that topic, um, I was unaware that the Cartel Esports has actually been in this space for, I don't want to say quite some time, but definitely some time. Um, about, if not longer than um, TNA or any of these other orgs have. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to have that kind of come to light because, the reason they're known now is because they pulled off one of those big expansion type tactics in recent times, and they signed a boatload of players. We're talking about 10 or so new Fortnite Pro pickups, which if you think about how much money that is, we're talking about like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like six-figure bill. It probably went from saying under the radar to a six-figure bill in like a month, right? So some pretty big expansion. Well, anyways, this team goes out and uh, they basically announced this morning that they are publicly shutting down operations. So, you know, cry us a river. We see this happen again and again. You know, usually at this point, it's kind of feels like a dime a dozen orgs close every day, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and the reasoning behind this, and again, I'm, I'm saying what is the narrative that was put out from Cartel Esports is, you know, they, they claim to have had some family emergencies, which if a real, real family emergency happens and it, it takes a toll on you to the point that you have to step away from your organization, I think everyone can, it's the word empathize here, right? You empathize yeah. with, with the situation. We can understand the situation. We can relate to that. It kind of makes sense. But behind the scenes, that is not what's going on. Behind the scenes, there's another narrative being thrown around there. And this is a narrative that we've heard from the grapevine as well. Again, right? This is a developing story, but... It has to do with the owner of TNG. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so again, all this stuff is connected, which is just wild to say the least. Like Fortnite, it, and it's funny too, because you don't really see this in other esports, but like <laughs> Fortnite is is like with, with a with a large like younger audience and base, like player base. It, it doesn't make sense to me that this is actually the space that goes through some of these crazy like large money issues that we see right now i mean and and let's talk about that large money issue so the uh you know the word on the street is that cartel esports was basically owing some really big money to other outside organizations um uh, crypto the ceo of tng being one of them and when it came time to basically pay the piper meet the uh the agreements, right? The, the, the payment window, all of a sudden, coincidentally, issues are arising right now. This could be bad luck, just as it is bad luck for crypto right now, which is uh, all these issues compounding at the same exact time window. But when we kind of look at the history of the cartel, there are stories and articles out there about a lot of shady business and handlings or mishandlings of funds of situations, of accounts, right? We're talking a lot of shady stories and articles that exist about the members within the ecosystem or the infrastructure of the cartel team. So this could very well be a situation where crypto was genuinely trying to get his money. Let's just say the bank seized up some of his accounts. He couldn't pay um, Kirsch from TNA. But, you know, banking on this, this little side deal he makes for cartel and cartel turns out to be like the ultimate scam org of the scene that that you know <laughs> all of a sudden gets away with like a million dollars worth of whatever and now they up and disappear dude this puts someone like crypto in an even worse situation right now he um, has to go out and find funds which yeah, his claim out. he's done and hopefully he has because one that's going to be good for TNG to continue and two it's going to be awesome to put all of this nonsense behind him oh, yeah. and like stop this conversation but if we go back to the cartel right they were an eu org they then expanded to south america or brazil and then expanded to na east and i think anyone that saw the amount of players and not only the amount but like this notable players they brought on that that brought huge questions as to all right, what is going on? This org really hasn't made these big moves, and now all of a sudden they're signing T1 players left and right. A lot of people were like, all right, this is this kind of gives me pause, and it scared me a little bit. So that well, is so well, weird to me. Well, here's here's one thing. Here here's one thing that kind of worked in their favor. Apparently, they were outright paying full length contracts up front. $100,000 full-length year contracts or however long the, the length of the event or the um, the agreement out the gate. So, like, you know, that bought them a little bit of credibility, but that didn't, that didn't happen for all the players. Like, we just got, I just got wording, like, again, in the DMs, these are people kind of sharing private information amongst one another. And I'm not going to, you know, di publicly display anyone's salary here, but let's just say people that are owed $20,000 this month has not heard a thing. And all of a sudden, your your org's closing, and they're saying they're going to get these payments out, but they owe like absurd amounts of money in, in other areas. It makes it very hard to believe. Now, again, this is 
it has to be an extremely stressful situation for someone like crypto. Even now, the cartel esports who has this looming pressure because of the the stories that are out there, right? Like all this this stuff that's circulating, they have to come up with these payments. Otherwise, they do run the risk of completely being outed as as you know scam individuals. Their names are out there, and you know what I mean. Like like that's it. Their reputation in space is probably wraps. Yeah, and it, and it's important to remember like. We're talking about all this stuff and we're talking about like this information that's given to us or that we've seen publicly on socials. It's hard to say that it's fact, right? This is all alleged. This isn't like Yeah, we're we're giving all kinds of angles finish. right now. So so we we're just here to discuss it. We're here to talk about it, share it with you all. But in reality, I don't think anybody outside of the people involved will truly ever know the the full extent of what is going on here. So we try, obviously, for the Fortnite podcast community to share everything that we can about the situation. But, you know, sometimes not all the information is available. So, uh, allegedly, this is all the stuff going down with TNG versus TNA. You got uh, the cartel esports closing. You, got, I mean, just absolutely insane stuff. But I don't think they're the only org uh, having issues, right? Like, this is an, a whole episode of org issues, to start off, to be honest, right? I mean, yeah, these these are like literal org issues that are like bleeding into, you know, probably creating player stress and it's creating a lot of turmoil in the space, right? And and we're talking about this is probably the most player stress window of of any time for people in the Fortnite space. Like we're right around the corner from the FNCS, guys. Yeah, and yeah. you see all this stuff happening, and you think, oh it's just another Fortnite org that's doing this, but this is actually fairly common in esports. And I say fairly common, but those stories that we see craziness going on within businesses and esports organizations happen. I, I want to say often, but at least a few times a year, you see it pop up, and unfortunately, people get crossed caught in the crossfire so multiple different people that work for these organizations don't get paid for doing their work the players are put in bad spots and overall i mean this is just not a good look i actually screw it doesn't matter about the look right this is not good for people that are working for these organizations that put their trust into somebody and now is seeming to fail and there's a, another organization that has popped up and once again disappeared that's outside of Fortnite, and that's noble gg was having issues as far as paying its people and the social media team had something to say about that yeah and let me dive into this real quick because this is actually a really funny story to kind of end off the org drama but noble gg is obviously an organization that's been around for quite some time uh and yesterday uh, uh amongst one of the the people that were associated with them a person came out and was like, quote unquote, the whistleblower saying that like they weren't paid and several other people weren't paid. And this was something that happened in the past with the same organization. So it seems like it's still happening. And uh, with all this happening and all this going on after that post that kind of more or less exposes what Noble was doing, the social media team that ran Noble GG's Twitter account took it over, put up a banner that says pay your people like like <laughs> the normal noble gg like branding but then around it it said like pay your people and all this other crazy stuff so uh they they definitely had some fun with it to say the least but the owner kyle mcdougall came out today and uh put out a statement 
or actually at midnight it's, it's 12 26 a.m that they put out the statement but put out a statement essentially saying that uh, a small percentage of people didn't make it to uh an excel sheet of some sort so it affected like like a small percentage of people didn't get paid quote unquote but again another situation where we just don't know the full story nor will we ever truly know the full story but allegedly noble gg is struggling to pay people at times but kyle mcdougall the owner continues to say nope this is a small percentage of people and we have a ton of people on payroll that we pay all the time so I mean, it's but, but, but like how do you explain like the the twitter being suspended the you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. them losing access. Like, it's pretty clear that the infrastructure there, it's just out of whack, right? Like, this yeah. is supposed to be a top-tier professional esports organization. You're supposed to be, again, regarded as one of one of these respected teams. Like, where's the infrastructure? Where, Like, where's all that preparation? Has that gone out the window? Like, there's no way someone's just going to hijack your stuff. You're not going to have any access to it, right? There's, and there has to be much more truth behind this. And honestly, I'm, I'm personally siding with the um the social team these these are like the this is the heart of your brand like the people that run your yeah. socials and things like that if you can't take care of those folks that are in interacting with the brand on a day-to-day basis there's there's no way i'm gonna really hold their word to oh yeah everyone's getting paid on the on the backside payroll yeah yourself your boy your investor right like yeah <laughs> they're getting paid allegedly allegedly yeah. allegedly sorry, i want to say though that like there's no way that they missed one paycheck and then posted on twitter right like, yeah i highly doubt that this was not brought up and just a single one-time issue because like you guys said apparently people have come out and said there's issues with payments in the past so it's not exclusive to this moment in time this is a history of doing this and it's unfortunate because uh, you know people get ca- caught in this it is. It, it's unfortunate, but look, that's the one thing about this scene is it is still so fresh. Despite there being millions and millions of dollars being tossed around left, right, and center in esports, this is still a very new space to be in. So we're going to see things like this before, probably more than we will in the future, right? Like, I don't think this is done anytime soon, but obviously... We're gonna get to a point in esports where it grow it outgrows these not only the the scam orgs or like orgs attempting to scam other people and players and not pay them, but it's gonna outgrow the point where people will fall for that stuff either, and will will come together and and esports as a whole will get to a point where it is what it needs to be. Right, players are getting paid, players are getting taken care of, um, the the games. And the orgs are working together to create these amazing events and experiences. That day will come. But until then, we got to deal with these struggles that we're dealing with right now. And boy, are they struggles. And, and again, this is not the first time we hear of these type of instances. This is like, man, this, is, these, this, has, been the, this has been the podcast last couple of weeks, y'all. We got <laughs> org issue after org issue. Uh, teams closing. Teams doing crazy stuff. Uh, what was that last one? You know, uh, uh, the sexual Noble harassment GG. one that went down oh. too, and they shut down. So you got like extra. CEOs, yeah, team extra. You got CEOs, you just just mishandling themselves and DMs and treating players poorly. Like there, uh, there are man. I is have. there a topic we haven't discussed? Now we got like basically millions being traded between uh, two entities. They didn't think we'd get here. 
Okay, I, I was about to say before I got on this podcast, and and I wanted to mention it, but it didn't it didn't hit my brain until you said extra. Jeff, the guy that exposed all that stuff for extra, he tweeted out an hour ago saying, "Who wants extra to return with eyes as an emoji?" Oh my gosh. And I was like, "There's no way, right?" Yeah, yeah. he was. Paid. He he responded underneath saying, "Guys, I'm playing. Relax. Cool to see the community still love extra." <laughs> And I was like, I was, yeah. because he didn't post that an hour ago when I first saw that tweet. I was like, there's no shot, right? That's like, hilarious. Peace. Uh, well, it should the victim be doing this? I don't know. You know what? It's not my place to say. He can yeah. do what he wants. Uh, wow. Right? But anyways, that, that just goes to the story, right? We, we have literally, we're seeing like everything unfold, everything that could unfold, weird transactions, interesting situations. Um, I, I want to put a final stamp and take on the the whole big beef going on right now or or again maybe not beef but this this drama that is happening between true north gaming and tna my tweet my messaging on socials and this is how i genuinely feel because i like kirsch i like crypto i want to you know hope for the best for both of them and ultimately what what we we bring all this to your attention to say is man it's crazy out there and life can come at you fast now, if it if it's just crypto's unlucky situation and and uh you know it, you know these kind of things happen sometimes you just fall under a dark cloud and everything happens at once and you gotta deal with it. Um, he he told me directly this is stressful as heck and he's hoping it works out. If you're Kirsch, oh it's got to be that pit stomach feel, half a million dollars, hard earned money. I mean, listen, his NFT you know that that he launched this money's not gonna make itself right. It takes work. It takes time. And uh, yeah, I hope he gets his. I hope he gets what he deserves and he gets his money. Um, so we'll we'll see what comes about from all that. As for the cartel, man, if it really is family issues and stuff like that, blessings to him and his. All right, we we don't want to sound like you know we're not uh, sensible here to to like real life situations and things like that. But oh boy, it's not looking too good when you just really lay out the history and and you know do kind of the deep dive. So a lot of a lot of shady characters out there and. That's kind of where we are there, but to to get on a, a happier note, you know, <laughs> away from, well, how far away is it from scams? I guess. Well, listen, Phase Partners. With NFL. <laughs> oh. Hey, yo, yo, hey, they're not clean. You know, they don't have clean hands oh, either. Geez. But but we're on a better topic here. Oh yeah, okay. So let's talk about it, right? Obviously, if you don't know, the Streamer Bowl is coming up. It is actually tomorrow as we're recording this. It's February 8th and it's February 9th is when the Streamer Bowl takes place. So the Streamer Bowl is tomorrow. It brings, uh, obviously, NFL players alongside pros and content creators from the Fortnite space together to create this really unique experience. And it's going to be broadcasted via Twitch. So really cool stuff. I know um, Sundown is there. I'm pretty sure Sancho West is there. So some of the homies of ours are, are hanging out over there at the Streamer Bowl. They're going to be a part of it. So that's really cool, and all that's happening tomorrow. However, uh, right around the same time, FaZe and the NFL announce a new partnership, and they're creating content around this. Gun, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, so I'm a huge NFL fan, and I've almost been waiting for something like this to happen, right? We have the every once in a while... Uh, a player themselves get involved with an esports org that's from the NFL side, like Kyler Murray. He, he's part of FaZe. Then we have uh, yeah. Boston Scott from the Eagles just signed a deal with Dignitas. And, you know, little things like that were starting to happen. Now, the NFL and FaZe Clan themselves have come together. 
One, they're going to be doing a long-term partnership to collaborate on different content, bring NFL players, bring FaZe Clan members together to work on content, different opportunities. And that is going to be so cool because those are two of my favorite things is gaming, esports, and the NFL. But not only that, but on top of the long-term commitment, they're going to do a celebrity flag football game. And... Two quarterbacks that you guys may or may not have heard of, Michael Vick and Brett Favre are going to be <laughs> leading the two different teams. So that is just a huge way to announce this. And I would expect nothing less from two of the larger organizations within their respective spaces. That's impressive. I mean, look, obviously we haven't seen Michael Vick or Brett Favre on the field in a bit, but they are all-star quarterbacks in their time. Like, Obviously, Michael Vick has a little bit of drama behind himself, but either way, they've come out on top and, and they retired as as legends in the space. So it's cool to see them come back and do an event like this. That's going to be interesting. And, and I'm, I'm just kind of excited because this kind of, you know, again, crosses into that pollination of like mainstream media, right? The entertainment business and industry breaking into gaming. And this, this kind of just continues to open that door for us to, to see more cool collaborations and activations like this happen. So for the NFL jumping into the space, I mean, that's huge. The whole Streamer Bowl idea is a one big collaboration between entities like the sports industry and the streaming platform leader, right, of Twitch. So, you know, just, just that in its own is really big. So now seeing them continue to, like, integrate themselves into the space is really dope. Like, I'm just looking forward to, you know, hopefully being able to produce some dope events. Like, you know what I mean? With some, some cool <laughs> people behind the scenes because this is good for our ecosystem, I think, as a whole uh, because that'll bring, like, more potential, like, community events or, like, you know, third-party uh, activations because the NFL phase, these guys are no strangers to content, right? They kind of understand this space, and I think they're very much some of the more successful leaders in our space, and uh, they're, they're kind of showing it right now with this activation here. And the biggest thing to me, looking at it from the NFL side, is you see a lot of other sports struggling with this new shift in content, viewership, and people moving online as opposed to watching traditional TV. Now they're like, okay, we know this is going to be an issue. We're already partnering with Amazon Prime to post and host our Thursday night football games on Twitch. Then we're not only going to do that, but we're going to bring in one of the largest esports organizations to bring the younger generation of football and then also start to introduce from the other side esports to the older generations that love football. So you're going to also see people that may be really hesitant to esports at first. Like, let's be honest, there's going to be people that see this and be like, what is FaZe Clan? Like, ew, that's a <laughs> gaming organization. Why are they having anything to do with the NFL? But just introducing these things in small, different ways is going to bring audiences more together and at the end of the day, make everyone more successful. Yeah, I agree. I think this is such a huge step forward. And I think no one, not as many people are talking about it as they should be, because this is, like like Gunn mentioned, a huge step in the right direction to, to bring two separate audiences together. Now all the NFL needs to do is create a, uh, a really nice streaming service that Ooh, has whoa, whoa now, everything. Whoa, now. whoa hold, wait, listen, bring esports into the NFL. Bring like Madden and NFL together in a streaming service. NFL will make big money. 
I'll pay twenty dollars a month. You're you're gonna get cancer by Twitch now. You see, <laughs> you, you you can't you can't you can't get a competitor on the on the, against the big old Twitch. It's just not gonna work. I mean, we haven't seen it work yet. Look at caffeine. What about YouTube? It's still not working yet. Not in the live stream space. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, jokes aside, uh, that would be sick. I agree. It would be it would be pretty crazy if NFL started doing some like exclusive stuff. They definitely have the platform. They definitely have um, you know a subscriber base, right? A foundation, a fan yeah. base uh, that that's one to be um, respected. I mean, look at the UFC many many years ago when it was acquired by Dana White, right? Uh, it was a it was a failing business, right? It was losing revenue. I think Dana bought it back then for a couple hundred million. Um, or, or something like that. You know, my numbers could be way off, but now it's it was, grown to it be. It was less. It was like less than ten million. I think. Look at that. Yeah. Now you know it's it was... grown, grown to be like a ten billion dollar business. So, um, you know, these kind of things takes time. And and esports, esports is gonna get there, right? It, it the numbers are already there. We're already seeing like the, how the retention, the viewership. Like, I mean, we're all in love with these competitive games. The reason we're kind of attracted to this new form entertainment, but that's just what it is at the end of the day. It's entertainment, and it's really hitting home with this new, young, growing demographic of people that are, I guess, born into this new age technology space. Yeah, I agree. I think, look, technology is great and all right. We obviously love technology, but um, it's not as great as uh, Pokimane and Gideon squashing the beef. If you guys haven't heard about this at home, we talked about it, uh, not last podcast, but the podcast beforehand. Gun and I kind of broke it down where it was Pokimane and Gideon. Gideon kind of like did this this more or less like a hate raid towards Pokimane. Pokimane uh, didn't respond well to it. Uh, Gideon got permanently banned off Twitch. Mm. Ninja got involved, like got unintentionally involved in it. Like it was this whole big mess, right? So now <laughs> Pokimane and Gideon post a picture together like two, three days ago. They're like, we squashed the beef. And... <laughs> And the internet is going crazy over it because now, like, the only person that kind of comes out in a bad position is, like, Ninja and Jessica Blevins. Who from tried a to public, do the right thing? Oh, God. Yeah, from, like, a public perception because of the way that they reacted to the whole initial situation. Which, again, I love Ninja, and, and Jessica Blevins has been, like, a rock for Ninja and a huge part of his career. So there's no issues with them. But it's like, I feel bad for them because now everybody uh, publicly is like looking at them. Even like Jake Lucky posted two videos on the same day about like Jessica Blevins and Ninja. Like the spotlight is kind of on them now because of this situation. And that, uh, especially in a negative light, that's the last thing they want to deal with. Right. And, you know, Ninja again, if something happens and like Ninja or like a Tifu's involved, man, the people, people come out, the stories come out, the, the, anyone wants to. Or loads of people want to tear them down, right? There's a lot yeah. of haters on the on the ninja train. But that's what happens when you're at the top. So kind of unfortunate for them to, for them to be there. I do wonder though, because they're I guess friends or cordial, Pokemon and Gideon. Does this mean like Twitch is gonna lift the ban here, right? Like is, it. is that what's gonna happen? I don't. I really don't. And uh, you know, Twitch is always under scrutiny and and fire for like not being fair, especially to the mega you know influences on their platform. So. I would not be surprised if that happens and we we're going to be visiting this topic again about how Twitch is unfair and there's going to be like people in arms. I, I can see it happening. You know, I could see it too. Yeah. A new YouTube streamer is going to be coming up again and they don't even have to sign a massive contract for him. If that's the case, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, look, it, there's a lot of potential uh, within those two communities to come together. It looks like Gideon and, and Pokemane film some kind of content together. And it's going to go on Gideon's YouTube video eventually. So within the next like month, we'll we'll have a better understanding of the whole situation. So we'll kind of put the final nail in the coffin when that information comes out. But man, it's crazy. But I, I kind of agree with Monster's point here about how with Twitch being kind of the way that it is, um, I could see Gideon getting unbanned. Initially in my brain, I'm like, no, that doesn't happen, right? But Pokemane just resigned to Twitch. So that leverage that Pokemane has with Twitch could lead to, to Gideon getting unbanned if she really pushes for it. Do you know what I mean? It's one thing for her to like be hanging out with them. It's a whole nother thing for her to push to have him unbanned. And who knows how much leverage she actually has, you know, because at the end of the day, the facts are the facts. They may have made up post the event happening, but mm -hmm. unless this was all just made up in a scheme by Pokimane and Jadidion to, you know, create all this noise, which, okay, if they somehow orchestrated that, props to you because it looks real from my side, but I don't know that Twitch is going to move on their overall ruling, and that's historically how they've been they've kind of set the tone laid down the law and sat on that i don't know we've seen them unban people that were indefinitely banned before it sometimes it takes more time right but it's definitely happened it hasn't happened for people like um what is it uh ice poseidon but probably for good reason uh considering he's part of crypto scams and stuff like we talked about last week uh however i i don't know it, it'll be interesting regardless but uh, we kind of talked about it. Pokemon resigning to to Twitch, huge, right? But on top of that, she's like, "I'm not doing some announcement video. I'm not gonna blow up a car. I'm just gonna give away a Tesla." <laughs> so now she's giving away a Tesla on Twitter. So hey, listen, audience, if you want a Tesla, go check out what Pokemon's doing. Yeah, and if I'll you want to, uh, I was just gonna say, if you, if you just want like uh, some some cool entertainment and, and regular tweets, you can check out any of us on socials. We don't we don't have Teslas to give yeah. away, but you know we're, we're kind of cool <laughs> on there too, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we provide uh, our lives on social media. Like, literally just moments ago, uh, Monster Deface tweeted, following back everybody that likes this post from the podcast. So go over there. Go make sure you're following him because you might get a follow back from Monster Deface. Yeah, not happening, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, what a what a day. What an episode. Um, kind of crazy. Landed on our lap right especially the, this whole back and forth i mean any any final takes here as we kind of wrap up any any i don't know what All else right. do we have to say is there anything we missed my, here my final take for the overall community is this if you are getting involved with an organization and they hand you a contract and they and it looks good you have to look at several factors right if they're not a credible source or they're not a credible organization, maybe they're new, uh, one of the things that you can do is ask for your payment up front. That's one easy way to make sure that you're being avoided, especially if you have more credit in a scene than they do. And that goes for more than just players. That goes for artists, like companies that do video editing, stuff like that. You all have uh, this accredited business, essentially, if you have more credit than they do in a scene, then you have every right to ask for money up front. So to avoid some of that stuff, be careful with the contracts, have people that you trust look over it. 
or hire a lawyer to look over it. There's a lot of esports lawyers that'll help you. Outside of that, that's my final thought. And yourself, SMG? Yeah, I just I hope it works out for everyone, man. Uh, if the owner of TC is having some health issues, I hope he gets better. I hope the people around him are all right. And then for the whole TNA, TNG piece, man, you guys figure out your stuff. If you want to post it on Twitter, by all means, it's free world. Do whatever you want. But you guys figure it out. And hopefully a lot of people see all this and are a little more careful because every time this happens, you know, hopefully it gives someone a little more pause. Like Panda said, have somebody look over things, ask questions about who you're working with, because ultimately that's the only way you can try and avoid this. And sometimes it's unavoidable. You, stuff happens. Life happens. It's not clean. Just try and do your best. And uh, Mr. Monster D face, it's all you. Uh, you know what? I want to see the world burn. I, I hope, you know, this is all a big sham. Kirsch and, and Crypto planned it out, and then they get exposed that it was a lie from the beginning. And then, uh, I don't know, what's the most outlandish outcome for uh, for the cartel? Cartel comes back next week. April Fools came early, and they're reopening business. They have a new Fortnite roster and game title. I hope the world burns on this one. We'll see what happens next week. Feel free to send all your complaints to myself at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Find these fellow awesome gentlemen at Life What Panda, Life W Panda on social media, and Somebody's Gun at Somebody's Gun on social media. For myself, Monster D Face, we're getting out of here, ladies and gentlemen. A little 50 minute banger for you all. Hopefully, all the acronyms and stuff at the beginning weren't too bad, but uh, <laughs> I, I think we ended up getting through it as we continue to power on through. Um, and one last thing we did just drop the PMP Practice Makes Perfect episode zero kind of the foundation podcast here on the chain as well so y'all will be getting more consistent and extra i guess content from myself and other folks included these boys will surely make a feature there too um it's a mix of fortnite it's a mix of gaming it's a mix of just more relaxed less uh less i guess drama ridden in the sense that it, you know we focus directly on on the fortnite scene but it's still going to be good fun so enjoy the episodes y'all and until next time don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.